0: Welcome to the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the nationally recognized preferred provider for asset protection and tax planning in the nation. This show is for real estate investors looking to protect their assets, save on taxes, and build their wealth with Clint Coons. Clint is an attorney, author, avid real estate investor, and featured instructor at Anderson's tax and asset protection events held throughout the country. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Lynn Coons. And in this episode, what I wanted to do was talk about funding options for different types of real estate investing. You know, a lot of you that watch my channel, you, you're coming here because you have single family homes, you're into short term rentals, you're into flipping property, even some of you are into new construction and land development. And a common question they keep getting is how do I finance these deals? What does it take to put these things together? Well, I thought what I'd do is bring on someone that we at Anderson, person that we work with, that we refer our clients to, that's part of our funding communities and helping out hundreds of our clients gain access to funds that ordinarily they didn't think they would have access to because their local lender was telling them, oh, we can't do that deal. I don't like to work with people who say no. I like to work with people who say yes. And the person I have on here is Kurt Naderveld of Rainstar Capital Group. He's the CEO, he's the founder, and he is an expert when it comes to funding. Kurt. Thanks for coming on. Thank
1: you, Colette. Appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your audience and
0: uh, excited to spend this time together. Awesome. All right. So let's just jump right into it. Actually, before we do that, why don't you tell people how you even got started in the funding business? Because, you know, you, you've been doing it for a few years, but, you know, there's a story there that I think people want to want to hear so they get some sense of who you are and your approach to helping out investors.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you for this opportunity. So so my background, I, I launched Rainstar Capital Group eight years ago and in January of 2014. Prior to that, I had launched a marketing firm called Rainstar Marketing about three years prior. And the marketing firm went on to serve over 100 clients that were primarily fund managers and direct lenders and commercial real estate and corporate finance. And while I loved marketing, we did a, a ton of you know, email and PR news releases. And what we became really known for was doing LinkedIn marketing. I started to realize uh, I was in the wrong business, right? Because I learned about all the money that was being made, uh, you know, on the, on the direct lending side and then also on the capital advisory side. So I always joke that the marketing firm gave us a, a huge advantage into the business that we have today. But it was like the internship. This was like playing on the football field, right? So, so since mm-hmm. launching Rainstar Capital Group, we've been blessed to transact on over a billion dollars worth of financing, we've grown as a company we're in 12 different locations across the united states we have just under 40 employees and we've built this all-encompassing lending platform we have 250 registered lenders on it that are all banks hedge funds private equity firms specialty finance firms and we provide for our clients commercial real estate corporate finance small business and equipment financing solutions and so we for the better part of eight years have been at all the capital markets conferences Uh, If you could see my stomach, we've had too many good steak dinners, you know, going out and hobnobbing with all of our lenders. And what we did is we assembled all these lenders onto one easy-to-use platform for, uh, you know, the, the four areas, but then we've divided it into an A, B, C, and D lender model, right? Because all of lending, it doesn't matter if you're doing an equipment loan, doesn't matter if you're financing a rental property or an office building, whatever you know the, the, the loan is being made for, it's all a function of the three C's, right? Cash flow, credit, and collateral, right? Also, you can add, you know, character right into that as well. And so what we've done at Rainstar that our clients just absolutely love is we've blueprinted the entire process of accessing all these product lines okay and then along that lines we've also placed a very high focus on education right it was something as i was complimenting you before we started this video you for your firm has placed a high focus on education right so we've shot like over a thousand videos that we have out on the internet and these videos are very much focused on the strategies that either the business owner or the real estate investor can apply to be able to use these different products. Uh, to be able to grow, and so if you see a lot of our marketing, Clint, uh, we're all about growth capital, okay. And if you're in the real estate business, whether you're you're on the the residential side or if you're on the commercial side, what you care about is growing your portfolio, okay. Growing your portfolio creates stronger cash flow, and at the end of the day, you're building that wealth for your family, right? And, and you're creating that generational wealth that you know is what the bedrock of wealth building is, is built off of, right? So with our platform, it's great because we have all the solutions, right? Uh, If you go to our website, we launched our own magazine called Rainstar Capital Group's Ultimate Lending Guide about six years ago. The magazine highlights for all all of our clients all of the different lending products. It breaks down the credit scores, uh, the revenues, the uh, LTVs. It literally breaks down every one of our categories, and clients can go check that out. And over the years, they found that to be a huge tool because let's be honest, right, Cliff? sometimes going to get financing is like speaking a second language okay if if you're a new real estate investor out there uh you don't know what you don't know right and and you don't know all the different solutions out there and so with rainstar not only do we have all the solutions but we've created an educational platform that shows the investor how to use those solutions and then finally our entire team plan is primarily made up of ex-bankers, okay? We have former presidents of banks, we have high-level middle market CNI, commercial real estate, SBA, bankers who then act as the guide to the client to then help them achieve their goals. So they come to us, right, in our first call or our first opportunity that we meet them in person or at a conference, you know, whatever it is, or through Zoom, and, and we really understand their story, okay? We understand what it is they're looking to accomplish, we, we we do an analysis. It's what's called our debt discovery process. Understanding what those the three C's are, right? Their capital, their credit, collateral, and then we match those three C's with the ABCD model, right? Because obviously, somebody with a 550 credit score, right? Maybe they've been hit in the past. They went through a divorce. Uh, maybe they uh, you know had a business go bad back in way. You know, we've all had hardships, right? And then that, that's what life is about, right? And my point, though, is obviously they're not going to qualify for A paper, right? They're not going to get the 3 4%, you know, long-term money. They might have to use a B or a C lender for right now. But then what we've always done over the years, which our clients just absolutely love and appreciate, in the event that we have to use a B or C lender because, you know, they've got lower credit or they just they don't qualify for A paper, one of the biggest themes over the years has been what we call bridge to bankable, Okay. Bridge to bankable is a huge strategy that we teach our clients where if they have to use these B or C paper products, it doesn't mean that they're never going to be able to get into a paper, right? It just means that the property doesn't qualify today. It means their credit doesn't qualify today, right? So so typically what we do, and I, I keep joking, we should start a consulting company because we give out all this free advice where, you know, we can say, hey, if your credit score is low, you know, go get credit repair, right? Or if the property uh, is not at the stabilization rate and the occupancy level that it needs to be to be able to qualify for the A paper, now here's what you need to do, right? So we'll help you with a B paper lender today, like a bridge financing, right? And then once the property is ready, um, you know, reach back out to us, right? And we'll we'll get you refinanced into you know in, into that long term debt. So, so everything that we do is all about walking down the journey with our clients Glen. okay and the beauty of rainstar is that we, we can literally take flat you know somebody buying a raw piece of land we can finance that then if they want to go vertical construction and they want to build the rental property great we can finance that once it's stabilized they have a renter in it great we'll refinance them get them into that great 20 year money right so so i'm really excited to to dive into some of these things with you today and uh but hopefully that gives you just a little bit overview on on who we are our track record our approach and, and at the end of the day what it's really about is is that educational component because what i found is that really real estate investors are just solving problems right they're, they're figuring out how to get deals done and my message to all of them is that well you know if you have one lender your local bank you're only going to be able to get so much done if you have a platform you know of a, you know, 250 plus lenders, then you have a stronger ability to solve problems, right? And that number one problem, I know we're going to talk a lot about it is, you know, every real estate investor, developer out there is held back by equity, right? You can always figure out uh, how to get senior debt, right? But, But the trick is the down payment money. And so a lot of what we teach our clients is, you know, we've gone out and figured out what the highest leverage products are, right? High leverage is genius. Like, it, it's, it's the name of the game. Now, obviously, there's certain situations where you want to be more conservative, right? And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're truly focused on growth, you're held back by the balance sheet equity that you have, right, you know, in your, in your, at your disposal. And second is your ability to raise that equity, right? Whether it's from a family, friends, whether it's from high net worth individuals, whether it's, you know, more on the institutional level or a family office. And so a lot of what we do when we first meet a client is really understand uh, their equity story because equity is really what at the end of the day is holding back a lot of these investors from going, you know, from 100 units to 1,000, 1,000 units to 10,000, right? And so, you know, we obviously don't help with equity, right? We don't raise equity for clients. But... Um, you know there's a lot of different very strong strategies that you can use you know, to raise that equity um, and then obviously we can bring the same day. And my message is if we can bring in a higher leverage product that saves you the equity and so for example if you're a builder or developer and you're going into this year and you have the ability to do four projects well if we can shave down that equity and put that into a fifth project you know that that's that's a big deal plan. so so i'm excited yeah. to dive into some of these these details and, and kind of go through that but Really, what we talk about first is a strategy, and then we can dive into the details of you know, the transaction.
0: Okay. So what I want to know about is, say you're a single-family investor. Yep. Okay. I'm to, I want to go out there and buy a single-family home. Tree is as a long-term rental. Now, when I started investing in Memphis, Tennessee years ago, I would work with lenders who would come in and finance not only the acquisition, but also many times the rehab as well. That's right. And so all I had to come out of pocket was a few thousand dollars. You know, you had some points and sometimes even roll the points into the deal. And then I would have this property after it got completed, it was rehabbed, that had built in equity of 20 or 30 percent. Yeah. So I could then move, as you stated, from that D level, they would refinance me into the A level product. That's right. So I could pay off that D level that had the higher interest rates. And many times I wouldn't even have to pay the interest. All that would just accumulate for a certain period of time. And then I would be into this 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 lower interest rate product. So the question I want to know is do you guys do deals like that? Do you have that process set up? Is that what your lenders do? You know, is that, is that a possibility for a real estate investor who doesn't have a lot of cash right now, but can find a property mm-hmm. that fits the criteria?
1: Yeah, so for the investors that don't have a lot of cash, on the, there's, there's a bunch of different strategies, right? You know, like you just hit the nail on the head, right? You first have to identify, it's kind of like reverse engineering, you know, what it is that you want to do. So, so when you can identify based on the three C's, right, the cash flow, credit, mm-hmm. and collateral, which are the product lines that they can qualify for from the highest leverage perspective. When you break down the capital stack, once you know what that piece covers, then you can figure out what it is that, that, that you got to come up with, right, or what it is that that amount is. And over the years, that, that's where also um, it's been really neat because, again, as I told you, we don't provide equity, but we've created over the years what we call replicatable equity, And that's where our other lending platforms are very powerful. Because, for example, if a client owns a business, we have all these other working capital products, right? We have lines of credit. We have term loans. And it's been really neat because over the years, we've actually been able to help them get leverage that they then take that cash plant and they plunk it down as their equity. And then we bring in the senior debt as well. And so it essentially creates a 100% financing solution. And so there's, there's a ton of different strategies on how to do it. Obviously the first and foremost is identifying where they quant you know, qualify from a three C's perspective, because obviously somebody with a 550 credit score is not going to get qualified for the, you know, the best programs out there. Right. Cause you know, a lot of, when it comes to real estate investing, especially in the SFR space, it's all a function of your personal credit. It's a function of the property type, right? It's a function of the deal that you can, you know, buy it at right like what you can get the purchase price at, and then it's about identifying what you were talking about who are the lenders out there that have the ability to apply their senior debt to the purchase price but then our you know like our best programs i believe go up to like 90 percent of the purchase price and 100 percent of the rehab and that's a big deal okay yeah, because yeah. obviously rehab dollars are where you create that value in the property that's where you create the lift right when you do the cosmetic work, when you you know blow out a wall and you expand, when you add a bedroom, right? And so that um, that's that's a trick. And what we've done over the years as well, Clint, is we've taught clients about other working capital products, okay, such as lines of credit, term loans. Or we have a very popular credit card program that's that's used by a lot of the the you know smaller real estate investors. Because obviously, you know, if you have a credit card with 50 grand limit, 30 grand limit, 20 grand limit, you can run down the street to Home Depot, to Menars, any of the, the building supply companies. You can purchase the, the tile, the, the paint, you know, whatever it is you're using for the rehab, and you can float that money, right, for 30 days. And then if you can get that, that property, um, you know, cosmetically done, you know, get the rehab done and then get it leased up. Then you can take the money that comes in from the senior debt, right, which is going to be your long-term money, your, your 10, 20, 30-year uh, money. And then you can pay off that, um, you know, that, that working capital line of credit or the credit card or you know, whatever it is that you're, you're using. So, so really, again, for us, it's about educating the client on the strategies of what they're looking to accomplish, but then matching that with the programs and the product lines that are available to them. Uh, to be able to help them you know get, get these get these transactions complete.
0: yeah one of the strategies they tell people is that they can take set up their business and open credit cards under their business name so it doesn't report back to their personal credit profile, run all their rehab work through the home Depots on those business cards. Yep. then when they go in for the senior debt there, their credit score isn't going to show up with all those balances they're carrying or the trade lines that they've set up
1: Right, which drives their credit score down, which then affects our job when we need to go refinance them, right? So you're, you're spot on, right? It's, it's shifting that, you know, that overhead, right, or, you know, that, that amount of capital that's being used that doesn't adversely affect you. We see this all the time, too, on the business side of things, right, where you know, the owner sort of floats the company with their personal credit cards. Big mistake, big mistake, mm-hmm. because you can set up, like you're saying, those business lines or those business credit cards, Keep your personal credit intact. Keep it at that 750, 800 level. And then it makes our job a whole lot easier when we go to refinance you into a paper debt uh, because you've got beautiful credit.
0: Yeah. So I hope that what people heard here is that you can get into properties where you only need 10% down in order to to get that deal under, uh, to, to be able to buy that property. And then you have lenders that will not only give you the 90%. But they're also going to fund all your rehab work. Now, of course, the numbers have to work out. They have to go through the appraisals. And then what you said is that once that's done and all the properties completely rehabbed, then you come in, you reappraise the property, and you go to an A lender if you qualify, and you take out that C lender who is charging you a higher interest rate. So you get into that more senior level product that you're going to carry for 20 or 30 years. So it frees up cash flow for you. Yeah.
1: You really have to look at the business as as it's about creating a machine, right? I mean, over the years, Clint, we've worked with the guys that are just starting out doing one, two, three properties, right? All the way up to the clients that are doing 30, 40, 50 properties. That's a real business, right? That's a business doing millions of dollars of revenue, right? And they've got the teams, the infrastructure, the systems, right? And so if you're looking to do that, right, if you're looking to start out, but then get to that level, right? You have to understand the capital market space. You have to understand how it is you use these programs to, in a sense, rinse and repeat the process, right? Of the takedown, the rehab, the fix-up, you know, the, the get the get the renter in there, get it stabilized. And, and some of the biggest companies that we serve uh, in this space, um, that, that's what they figured out, right? They just figure out how they can start, you know, using this lender, get that process done. But then a lot of these bigger companies are doing it at much higher levels, right? And and to be honest with you, one of the greatest things that all lenders care about is good borrowers with good track records, right? And so if you can create that relationship, and that's a huge difference. I want to take a minute, Clint, and talk about this, okay? One of the biggest battles that we see is that clients begin to hit a ceiling with their local bank. The bank is the first place that a client always goes to for capital. It's great. They're a paper, right? It's, it's your mm-hmm. three, four, five, six percent money, right? It's the cheapest money, right? But if, if you really dive into how banks operate, right, they have to be careful from what's called a credit limit exposure perspective, okay? And also, some, some of these banks, it depends on the bank. Some banks love the SFR space, you know, single family rentals, and some, some banks don't. And so many times what happens is we'll get really good operators, Clint, that have created a phenomenal track record. And their story to us is, hey, listen, we're maxing out our bank, our local community bank, our local credit union, you know, we're we're at five million with them. We need to get to ten, right? You know, we need to get to that next level, right? And the whole beauty of the alternative capital markets is a lot of these other lenders. And when I use the, you know, when I use the word B paper lenders, right, people think that that's more expensive money, right? You have to understand in the SFR space, we have like what I call Alt-A lenders, okay? An Alt-A lender is not a bank, but they still have like A paper rates, right? But one of the biggest advantages is that these Alt-A lenders have, a lot of them have unlimited capital, And so what I mean by that is, you know, they want to partner with great operators, right? Great groups that have the ability to execute. And whereas a bank might limit you and give you a ceiling of $5 million, you know, whatever the amount is, right, per that bank, a lot of these other groups, that's their whole business. I mean, I have great relationships with a lot of the ownership groups of a lot of our lenders, and they'll be the first to tell you, like, that's what they're looking for, right? That they just want to rinse and repeat bower that they can keep lending to and the client understands their program, and the lender understands their business, and then it's just a win-win. It's a marriage right? That, 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 that gets everybody growing together.
0: Okay. So let's assume that I'm an investor and I have eight properties, and each of those properties has about 60000 to $80,000 in equity in it. Can I bring, and each of them are held in separate LLCs. So could I bring those six properties to you and say listen can we do a blanket loan cross collateralize all of these assets to do some take some cash out so i can roll that into my next deal does does it work that way can you do they have a yeah
1: so you you had on a great point which is one of the strategies that we talk about with all clients right the ability to grow again is limited by your equity right and it's either the balance sheet equity you have today it's your ability to raise it or might be secretly uh, trapped right in your existing portfolio. And so what you just hit on is something that we we do an analysis of when we first meet a client, whether they have five properties or 50 properties, right? We go through and we analyze which properties have the most equity and then you, you you hit it again on the head. You either are looking at doing an individual cash out refinance per property or per LLC or we also have the lenders that will do blanket loans, right? Or basically a loan against multiple LLCs. And, yeah, th- those are the two big strategies that, that we also look at first um, because, again, th- that's a simple, easy way for you to boost up your balance sheet equity to then be able to grow and, and again, access, you know, other properties and, and keep, keep the machine you know, growing and, and going.
0: So on a deal like that, what is the typical LTV? I mean, how much can I be looking to pull out? Is it going to be 80, 20, 70, 30, 90, 10?
1: Yeah, so again, it's a function of the three Cs, and it's a function of the A, B, C, D model, right? I like think our highest leverage uh, on long-term debt pushes up to 85%, but that's obviously for the creme debt, creme, right? That's for the best of the best you know, Typical leverage, bridge debt's going to be in your 65%, 70% range. Obviously, a B and a C and a D paper bridge lender, they have to have enough spread, right, or enough margin so that if they do put you into a one-year or two-year bridge uh, facility, they have to know that you know the senior debt the long term debt which typically pushes the 70 75 80% you know that, that higher leverage right mm-hmm. they have to know that there's a spread there so that they can be refinanced right you know so that their their bridge debt can be taken out you know once you've improved your credit score or once you've uh, gotten the the properties you know fully leased up and occupied so yeah so understand you know the B C and D lenders obviously typically go lower leverage right because they know that if they're, if they're short term money, right, one to five year money, that they have to have a spread in there to be able to get taken out by the, the long term A paper lenders.
0: Got it. And so, what people, if they don't understand what you mean by that, what he's saying is that when the A paper lender comes in, there has to be sufficient equity left in your property right. in order for them, to, for you to get that deal done. Because if they took everything or gave you everything right. and sucked it all the way up, no right. way paper lender is ever going to take them out. And, and they make their money, these other guys, on the turn. So they not they don't want to tie their money up for 30 years. What they want to do is get in, get out, and get paid. That's and right. so they're going to help you to a point, and they expect you then to refinance them out so they can start turning their money again.
1: Yeah, which is um, where our guidance is, is huge, right? So, so let me tell you a story, right? Yeah, as I shared with you uh, going into this year, we launched two new sister companies, right? Rainstar Development Capital and Rainstar Project Capital, okay? Rainstar Project Capital finances super large transactions, $25 million all the way up to $10 billion. Rainstar Development Capital is specifically focused, Clint, on the new construction housing sector, okay? And the product that we have is fantastic because it pushes higher leverage, which is a big deal for a lot of these you know, housing developers. Okay, mm-hmm. so so for the for the for the housing developers that we're financing, we're doing multifamily, we're doing new construction, mixed use with mm-hmm. a heavy housing component. We're doing uh, condo towers, senior housing, you know, but not like assisted living, the fifty five and older right apartments, uh, student housing, and then we're very big right now into the B two R state space, build to rent, right? That's where somebody's building subdivisions, okay. And one of the deals that we did in my backyard um, in West Michigan was a $33 million deal. And the, the nice thing about that whole process that we did with that developer is they're building 140 townhomes that they then are going to you know, lease up, right? rent out, and then they're going to hold for, for long-term cash flow. Okay? And in that process, we were able to bring in the, the, the larger you know, senior debt product. And the beauty of the program that we have through Rancho Development Capital is we can push all the way up to like 90% loan to cost of these, these single family homes or you know, multifamily, right? And, uh, and, and then literally I was on a call yesterday on this. Um, they're currently at about 40% done of the project, right? You know, they have been uh, they're very busy building out those townhomes. Our market in West Michigan is super hot, right? So they're actually at 40% completed, 100% lease of the 40%. So literally as they're finishing a home, they're getting a renter in there, right? And then for that client, what we're going to do is we're going to refinance them into your long-term, twenty-year money. We'll probably either use, you know, agency debt, CMBS debt, right? You know, those. Well, the rates have gone up, obviously, because of you know some of what's gone on in the market, right? The last sixty days, but you know, before they're in the threes, right? Low threes, and, mm-hmm. and then a lot of our clients, when they get to that level, they just get that long-term debt locked in, and they just cash flow those things. So, so that's an example, you know, for obviously a larger, you know, residential pro- project, right? But the same thing holds true if, if you're if you're just starting out, if you're if you're doing, uh, you know, just a one-off deal, right? A one one-off single-family home. The, the trick is to learn how to again manage your balance sheet equity so that you're freed up, maybe not just to do one house, but two houses, or three houses, or four houses, right? And That's where these higher leverage products have huge advantage, especially, Clint, if there's going to be uh, some sort of, you know, build to sell model or like a build and then rent model, right, where you've got a rehab component, right, where, where, you're, where you're executing and creating value in the property. Um, you know, that higher leverage is a big deal because it allows you to do other other projects and other, other properties.
0: You know, there's a lot of different investment strategies that are out there. And let's assume somebody wanted to do traditional house hacking where they're going to be renting out rooms and they find a property how would that work with the lenders i mean is, are there certain things that maybe you haven't dealt with this before where if they came in to, to rainstar they're looking to get a loan they say hey they have this property is they're wanting six hundred thousand for it with my income i only can qualify for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars but because i'm going to be renting out three of the rooms which based upon room rents in that area is going to generate an extra $2,800 a month I can qualify Are there's lenders that would look at that and say yeah we can do that deal because the traditional banks probably not going to do it for.
1: Them. The VRBO and Airbnb strategy is the greatest disruptor in the marketplace uh, currently. currently. Mm-hmm. It is the ability to take a single family home that you would get 2 grand a month, 3 grand a month for and and, and juice up the, that revenue, right? And juice up that, that cash flow. And so, yeah, to answer your question, we have all the lenders that are uh, beginning to finance the Airbnb strategy. I highly recommend looking at it. I shared with you as of the shooting of this video, right, my wife and our kids, we're here in Scottsdale, Arizona, right? And, and we're staying in a VRBO, right? We're on a beautiful one right on TBC Golf Course, right, where they've got the, you know, the championship course, the state, you know, the stadium course. And literally, I've had meetings with a property manager that manages this property that my family's staying in, and you know, I'm thinking about throwing a strategy together uh, to start acquiring VRBO and Airbnb properties. I mean, the pro formas that this property manager has shared with me, right? I mean, it, it's it's sick, right? I mean, it, it's just it's just incredible. So obviously, you've got to be able to be strategic from a marketplace perspective, right? You have to know your local market. You have to know what the drivers are. Here in Scottsdale, obviously, they've got a world-class golf. They've got minor league baseball. They just built uh, a huge sports complex, I think, down in Mesa. So, so, so you've got to really analyze the local market drivers, right, if you're going to be executing on Airbnb or VRBO strategy. But it is genius, right? You're basically taking a home and, and you're almost making it like a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at, Uh, a lot of the marketplaces across the United States, there's a huge opportunity for this strategy. And it's a disruptor, right? It's just just like Uber changed transportation, Airbnb and VRBO are changing the game and putting a lot of money in a lot of these real estate investors' uh, pockets.
0: So what I'm hearing is if I wanted to use that strategy of and I wanted to get a loan based upon the projected income, I'm going to have to bring a lot more to the table as far as a pro forma is concerned, Uh, lenders concerned is that they want to know what that market's about, what similar homes are running for, how much income is being generated. So so you can hit, or or they can have, they can loan against that. But if you don't have it, it's not going to work.
1: And the beauty of it, for example, some of the property managers, right, that I've met with here in Scottsdale, uh, there's softwares out there. That clients can use, and, and literally these these property managers, this you know the sophisticated ones, right? You know they have these softwares that can take a property and they can analyze the amount of rent you can get for it, whether it's you know three bed versus four bedroom, right? And then another big strategy, like you know one of the CEOs, the lady that was uh, you know, CEO of the property management firm that you know rents this VRBO, I'm she was explaining that you know they strategically will figure out how to add a couple beds, right? Because obviously we you can rent to families. That's a huge strategy versus just renting out one one bedroom type thing, right? So and then obviously if you're in a VRBL like we're in right now, we're overlooking the beautiful TPC golf course, has a pool, has a hot tub, has a putting green, you know, it has all those additional amenities. Those are other yep. ways, but um, there's um, you know there's these softwares out there that have been developed that can help analyze that local market, analyze that property, and help figure out the pricing. You know what I mean? And like like next year. Uh, I guess I knew this, but I didn't know this. Uh, next year here in Arizona, they're hosting the Super Bowl. And so uh, what the property management groups are telling me is, you know, the, the rental rates are going to skyrocket next spring because they've got the Super Bowl, which always you know, brings in a huge boost to economic development. So, so it's really about understanding the marketplaces. I uh, highly recommend building teams, right? Like I, I'm i sure you've, you've experienced that, Clint, building your business, Right. I highly recommend all real estate investors, you have to build a strong team, right? Whether it's using a firm like Clint's, right? Whether it's having a strong CPA, a strong property manager, using a firm like Rainstar's, right, on the capital market side. You know, it's about working with professionals. The better team you build, uh, the better you're going to grow and the faster you're going to
0: grow. All right, so, so you can do the deals in, it sounds like, for the people that want to do short-term rentals and other things that are, that are alternative to the standard. What about flipping? if i want to flip properties you have products for those
1: yeah flipping is a huge strategy obviously you're either running a, a build to sell model right or a, mm-hmm. a build to rehab it and then rent model another massive issue going on right now which is why we started Greenstar development capital right is america has a housing shortage right and so good quality affordable market rate homes and and multifamily are a big, big need that we see across many, many markets, right? So the ability to go in and and take, uh, you know, purchase dilapidated homes, homes that need cosmetic, homes that need bedrooms and bathrooms added, um, this is a huge need. I mean, literally, the reason we raised the fund, right, for Rainstar Development Capital is because we feel there's a tremendous opportunity to deploy significant capital Obviously, that's on new construction, right? But the same holds true for for old homes, right? We see markets across the United States that investors are going in and and buying up all the old homes, right? And 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 just pouring rehab dollars into those things. And and at the end of the day, I think it's fantastic. I think not only is there huge profits that these real estate investors can be creating. But I also think there's a huge mission behind it, right, which is at the end of the day, families need homes, right? The home is the core, of well, the core foundational pieces to family life. And so the ability for these real estate investors to fix up these homes, I, I think they should be very proud of themselves, um, just what they're doing from a mission perspective.
0: So what are, we, what are you doing right now in the market? Where do you find most of the money? What type of deals is it is it chasing? currently so i'm just trying to get a sense for you know if i'm a real estate investor um you know who the banks are lending to is probably telling me hey that's an area of the market that they feel comfortable with and maybe i should look at that
1: well obviously we're living you know in a post covid environment that's probably still around right but covid was a big disruptor right i mean when you look at the commercial real estate space obviously the office space uh game changed right retail changed right but but again, um, similar to what we're talking about here, multifamily and single family rentals are hot, hot, hot. Okay. People always need a place to live. They might not go into an office anymore to work, but they need a home to have shelter and provide for their their wife and their, their kids, right? And so so anyway, money continues to pour into the SFR into the multifamily space. Um you know, again, that we do see some banks that pull out of that because it's not commercial, right? There, there's mm-hmm. not a strong credit tenant, right? Um, you know, like you would get with an office or a triple net asset, or you know, in any of the you know the property types. But um, but yeah, we we saw on the commercial side, retail get hit, office got hit, some hospitality got hit, hit, pretty hard. A lot of our hospitality lenders, when the COVID was first starting, that that you know just travel dropped, right? I mean, you know, people stopped traveling, right? Uh, we're seeing a huge bounce back on that you know, so it's, it's getting back to kind of pre pre-covid levels but um, that's kind of the analysis on the commercial side and then single family and multifamily, it's hot i mean again that, that's you know we're, we're putting our our bet around it right but i i think the biggest battle that we have is a lack of inventory okay and and a lack of inventory is stemming from obviously the, the raise and pricing, right, on, in a lot of these markets because there are shortages, right, mm-hmm. which is where you know, we're trying to help with regards to new construction. But second, the rookie or the smaller investor is having to fight the, the Blackstones, the Black Rocks, the Golden Set, you know, the, the, the big, big hedge funds of the world, right? And again, why are the groups with institutional money jumping in and block, buying up whole neighborhoods at a time? It's because they understand the strength of the homeowner and they understand the strength of the rental market. People need a place to live, which is where the, the, that rental demand, right, is, is through the roof. So, so, so my message is if you can play in that space, I mean, look at, um, you know, if you follow Grant Cardone, I don't know if you like him or not, right? But, but you know, why is he going after multifamily? He's raising all this money, acquiring properties overnight. Why is that, right? If you listen to what he says, Is because at the end of the day, people need a place to live, right? And, and they will always, always need that. But they know right now they always need the office building, right? So, so I, I think it's a very strong strategy from an investment perspective to target the SFR space and the multifamily space. We obviously uh, are, are focused heavily here at Rainstar on that space. And I, I, I just think it'll continue to, to grow. We see it. Huge opportunity on the new construction side. You see a huge opportunity if you can get the inventory on the ownership side from a rental perspective as well.
0: Are there any states that you don't loan to, or where properties are located?
1: So for Rainstar Development Capital, yeah, there's a couple states um, that we don't we don't touch. Right, um, we're not big in New York at all because there's like the judicial, um, you know, the judicial laws, and so most states are covered. But we do have a couple um, that, that we just we don't we don't touch basically. So but yeah, if anyone is interested, we also have and I'd be more than happy to share this with you. We have a roster list of like the top growing MSAs, right? Um, so, you know, marketplaces. And I think that's a huge thing that uh, most investors need to be really aware of. Right. You need to be following trends. OK. And so every, obviously everybody knows that a lot of people are leaving California. Right. Where are they going? Right. Scottsdale, Arizona is huge. Right. Boise, uh, Boise, Idaho is huge. Salt Lake City is growing left and right. Right. So if you can strategically align your business to ride the wave of where the migration is going, there's only going to be huge profits that you'll generate. So I'd be more than happy to share that list with you uh, if you want to post it you know, on, this, on this list as well. Oh,
0: that'd be great. We'll post that in the show notes. And uh, this has been fabulous having you on here. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way to do it?
1: Just go to our website, rainstarcapitalgroup.com. We have a tremendous amount of content. One of the things that we have worked very hard on over the years is creating transparency in the capital markets. And so when you come to our website, you're going to see tons of videos. You're going to see webinars. You're going to see our magazine. Literally on the capital market section of our website, we, we list out all the different lender profiles and what they're looking for from the three C's perspective, right? So, so we, over the years, have really gotten applauded uh, for that focus on education because, again, once the client understands how the capital markets work, it allows them to reverse engineer the result that they want, which is obviously you know, going from one property to 10 properties, 10 properties to 100, 100 to 1,000, right? And really, it's just about, you know, identifying how to use these different tools in your tool belt, you know, to, to, to get the end result.
0: Great. Well, we'll have that link in there. So people are watching. They want to go to your website. They can do that. Reach out to you. Anything you want to leave in passing?
1: No. Reach out to Clint Clunes and his firm. They do an awesome job. We also send clients his way. And uh, just proud of you, my friend, for the company you built. And, and uh, you and I you know, know how much work it is, you know. So, yeah, I'm happy to do this with you and continue to, to grow.
0: Kurt, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to do this. Uh, I, I, the people who are watching or listening are going to get a ton of value. So, so th- again, thank you very much. Yeah. Blessings to you. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Show notes for links to everything mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at Andersonadvisors.com slash podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast, and if you are already a subscriber, please provide us a review of what you thought of this episode.